It's time for another episode of Blackhawks Crazy. Presented by FanList. Kane back of the net. He sent it in front. Carpenter to slice. He scores! And Patrick Kane has a thousand NHL points! Chris Bowden and Joe Brand break down the latest storylines concerning your Chicago Blackhawks. Here's the shot blocked by Coyne. Coyne shovels it out in front of her. It's a one-on-one. Coyne with a shorthanded chance. She scores! As a young kid, I, I always dreamed to be a part of this organization. And while that has evolved over time from maybe being a player to being a player development coach, it's finally here, and I'm so excited to be a part of this organization. Here's Chris Bowden and Joe Brand. Hi, everyone, and thanks for checking in for another edition of the Blackhawks Crazy Podcast. Chris Bowden here, your pre- and post-game host for Blackhawks Hockey on WGN Radio. Flying solo on this edition. Joe Brand has himself uh, other commitments here this week, but we are not going to hear, or you're not going to hear a whole lot of talking from me anyway, because now that the guys have hit the ice, we are hearing from them as training camp got underway Monday for the short nine-day lead-up to the 56 games in less than four months. Now, our previous podcast focused on the three notable personnel losses the team announced within a span of a few days. The knee surgery for Alex Nylander, the wrist injury at the World Juniors that required surgery for Kirby Doc, and the unknown illness that uh, doctors are working with Jonathan Taves on. They're still trying to pinpoint from fatigue and lethargy symptoms that arose since the Hawks last played in mid-August. Now, it is certainly not the preferable way to begin a season, but it's not like it's never happened to other teams at certain points before either. And, and through the first couple of days of practices, the players, the coaching staff, they have shifted that disappointing news to making it a challenge to themselves and an opportunity. Duncan Keith said as much uh, several times when he spoke with the media on Tuesday after putting in a couple of 25-minute uh, scrimmages. No different either for other veterans like Connor Murphy and Alex DeBrinkett. And in this podcast, you'll hear that reflected, among other things, in the voices of Jeremy Carlton and Dylan Strom. But before we hear from the head coach and the uh, newly re-signed center, let's hear it from Patrick Kane during his Q&A with the media on Monday. He touches on that topic. He reacts to the moves and the outspoken philosophy that the organization has taken since he last played in the game. And uh, you'll also hear him react to the schedule and the format that uh, this unique season brings, uh, how he's been on the line here at the outset of camp with Strom and Dabrinkit, but mostly reacting to change, learning to embrace it and leading others through it, and the change that has also come for him at home. He now plays also for Team Fatherhood after he became a father for the first time in November when his son, Patrick Timothy Kane III, was born. It's been a lot of fun, you know. Um, just, uh, you know, I can enjoy my mornings like training and skating, and then um, there's really no better feeling in the world going back home and and seeing Amanda and seeing your son. So it's uh, it's been awesome. Um, you know, obviously there's certain new challenges that come with uh with being a father but um uh, i've really enjoyed it so far and it's um it's been amazing just hanging out with them and getting to know them and uh um just uh, like i said seeing them uh after my days of work uh, obviously a lot of changes on the ice too over the past couple of months you had Corey crawford was allowed to leave the team openly uses the word rebuild you lose Doc and Nylander. You have the disconcerting news about Taves. I don't know if you've ever entered a season like this before. What's what's the mentality and what are the expectations inside that room? 
I think just a lot of opportunity, a lot of opportunity for players to establish themselves as uh, NHL players, for guys that have done that to establish themselves as elite players. And we have a pretty young team. Um, and there's a lot of opportunity here going forward. So, you know, it's an exciting time. It's exciting to, uh, um, for me personally, just kind of be myself. I've always enjoyed being around the young guys and nothing really changes in that department. So, you know, I can learn from them too. So it's, uh, you know, as far as where we're at, there's a lot of opportunity and uh, just try to build and get better every day and uh, be prepared come the 13th. Dylan was just talking about he was thrilled to uh, get get his deal done and be able to start here for training camp. And how beneficial is that for the three of you, especially if you guys are uh, together this season to start off immediately together? Yeah, it's good. I think uh, I think both him and um, the Brinkhead have looked good in, in our skates. Um, so I think they're prepared. They want to take the next step as well. Um, obviously nice for him to get a deal done. I'm sure it's a, it's a weight off his shoulders and, um, yeah, I'm sure lines will change, um, throughout the season, maybe even throughout training camp, throughout games. So, um, you know, us three have played together before. I think we've developed some chemistry. I've always liked playing with Stromer. Um, he's a guy that I feel like I've uh, had some chemistry with and I scored a lot playing with him. And then with the Brinkett, I think we're always kind of, um, together, whether it's training and skating. Um, so I've developed a good friendship with him, and sometimes that can translate to some on-ice success too. So um, we're always talking about how we can get better and how we can build our chemistry too. So it's an ongoing process, but I would be excited to play with those two guys, and uh, um, I think we can do uh, do some pretty good damage. I uh, I just want to ask you if you've, if you've communicated much with Kirby Doc since his injury and uh what what advice you may have had for him it's tough for him you know uh to lose um you know four or five months or whatever it is and i know he said he was feeling really good at uh um like training camp for world juniors he was excited about the season um we probably would have saw a lot of time together on the ice this year um so it would have been fun to to build that chemistry but i'm sure he'll be ready to come back whenever that is and um I think sometimes, you know, you're injured for four or five months. You just want to make sure you're, you're staying okay mentally and, uh, um, you know, everything's good at that that aspect. So we'll keep catching, uh, uh, checking in on him. Obviously, he's living with Seeds. So, you know, that's a good situation for him. But, um, yeah, I feel bad for him because uh, I think he was ready to take that next step this year. Also, Patrick, have you talked to, to Taves at all? And, uh, and, and, and how is he doing? You know, we only really got the um, – <laughs> the press release as far as his medical situation. Yeah, I've talked to him. Um, you know, I don't really know how much I want to dive into those conversations to just respect his privacy. But um, I guess, uh, you know, I'd probably just say that hopefully we, we have him back soon. And um, if not, I think all was kind of told him just to make sure he's okay before that happens. So, you know, he's obviously in the back of our minds and we're thinking about him and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it doesn't really feel like, uh, like a team, um, without Johnny as, as your captain. So we definitely miss him, but, um, he's got to take care of his first. Hey Patrick, kind of just expanding on that. How does not having Jonathan change the mood, uh, in the locker room and around the team and, and how does it maybe change your role, if any? 
Um, you know, like I said, I don't really think anything really changes for me. Be myself. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, I want to help these young guys develop, and I feel like I've done that over the course of my career. So that's just kind of me being myself once again. But um, yeah, we miss him. Obviously, I mean, he's a big part of this team. He's a big part of the organization. Um, you know, he's been our captain for a long time, and he's, um, you know, no question our biggest leader. So you miss him for sure. And, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. What are you going to do? I think, you know, for us, it's a, it's a situation where, you know, some other, someone else is going to get a chance to step up and play some big minutes and play a big role. And that's a chance for us to come together as a team. Um, and, uh, um, take a step forward. But, um, like I said, obviously we'll miss him and it's going to be tough to do that without him, but, um, that's just the situation we're in. Hey Patrick, I just wanted to get your thoughts on this baseball type schedule. Um, how excited are you to try this and and what's your feeling on maybe the quality of hockey given the, the minimal travel? Yeah, I think it's good in that aspect. Um, I think our, just, um, you know, talking to people around here, it seems like our hours are, are way down on the travel. So that'll be nice. Um, you know, I like playing different teams. Um, uh, but I guess for this year, that's just the way it is. You know, there's, you know, situations in the schedule where, you know, you're going to be playing teams three times in a row. So I think it'll be nice to maybe, you know, make a, um, little note internally that maybe you want to beat that team two out of three or um, take a series from them. I know we play uh, each team eight times, so um, we're playing some good teams. Um, I think our division's pretty tough, but um, I think if we can come together as a team, I think the biggest thing is probably get off to a good start. You know, we have 56 games. We get off to a good start. We get some confidence. Hopefully we can keep it rolling a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it'll be different and um, kind of reminds me of the schedule when, you know, I first came into the league when you're playing the Detroits, the Nashvilles, the Columbuses, the St. Louis, you know, six, seven, eight times a season and then only playing the teams from the East one time. So um, it's uh, it's similar to that, but um, it's uh, every game's huge because every team, every every game's in your division. So. I'm sure we'll make a note of that too. Will it be strange not playing at the United Center without fans now that it's a reality? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course it's going to be strange. We'll miss the fans for sure. I guess, you know, um, as a, as an optimist, hopefully, uh, you know, that kind of stuff changes and you can filter some people into the building and, uh, that'll change throughout the season. But for now, um, you know, I think as a, as a community and as a, a team and organization, we're working as hard as we can to just stay safe and follow the rules and make sure the season goes um, according to plan here and we can kind of avoid um, as many uh, cases as possible. I know probably they'll pop up here or there if it's, uh, if it's unavoidable, but um, I think we can do as much as we can as a team to kind of avoid those situations. Hey, Patrick, I know it's been some time, but, uh, you know, I'm sure that Corey Crawford not coming back was unexpected. And uh, what was your reaction to that? And then talking with Jeremy and Stan, did you, did it help you become, I guess, get on board with what their vision is for the future? You know, Crow was such a big part of the team for a long time. Um, as all you guys know, he was, um, you know, the backbone in that. He had, uh, two Stanley Cups to his name. He was a guy that gave us a chance to win every night. So, 
um, I guess you respect what he did for us as uh, as a player and you know as an organization you have guys at the top that are going to make those calls that you have to respect and you have to abide by and that's just the way it is um, our job is to go play the games to try to develop ourselves to be the best we can and their job is to make those decisions so as tough as they are sometimes that's just the way it is and um, no it was uh, it was good hearing from those guys too I mean uh, they obviously have a vision and an idea for what now and what the future looks like and um, we have to be a part of that. We have to jump on on board to what their what their thinking is and um, uh, what their vision is, um, so we can help make that happen. So, um, looking forward to being a part of that and trying to make the best of the situation. As a player, I feel like I've always been a guy that kind of just um, tries to better myself and uh, try not to worry too much about other people's jobs or what the next step is as a, as a franchise. I think as a player, you want to win now. You want to, you want to compete now. And I think we can do that with this group. I think we can surprise some people. I really think that, um, um, we can put together a good team game and, uh, we have a lot of guys that work hard. A lot of guys that are fighting for jobs that will follow that team, uh, team structure. I think our defense is really strong. I got some tough guys to play against. When you look at like Zadorov and Murphy, I think Bolquist has improved a lot this summer from what I've seen. Um, so hopefully he can take the next step. But, uh, yeah, as a player, you just kind of worry about yourself. Do whatever you can to uh, to prepare yourself to uh, to be the best you can on the ice during these games. Talk to, talk to Stan, talk to Jeremy. They're both, uh, you know, Jeremy's a great, great communicator. He's always talking, always trying to get input. So um, I guess you appreciate that as a player, but um, – Still, like I've said before, and like I said, like I'll keep saying, nothing really changes for for me. Um, enjoy being around the young guys, try to help them develop, better myself every day, and uh, hopefully we can make the most of uh, of the season. Right, good hearing from uh, Patty Daddy 2 to Patty 3, as uh, he also joked when asked about whether he wants his son to follow in his footsteps. He, he said he tried to get his son to hold a mini hockey stick recently, but uh, the kid wasn't very interested. It's early, but uh, but Patrick said it'll all be up to his son uh, what he is interested in as he grows up. Not going to force feed him like they do now. Uh, speaking of growing up, that, that's kind of a secondary catchphrase in this turn to youth, providing a, a backbone for the future. But, you know, also increased reliability, you hope, as this season goes along. Now the Hawks got a little older on their active roster with the injuries to Nylander and Doc and the signing of Carl Soderberg. Carl's missed the first uh, start of camp due to an issue with immigration documents as he comes over from Sweden. So he wasn't available for the start of the festivities this week at Fifth Third Arena, nor were Brent Seabrook, who felt he was just shy of truly being ready to play back in July following those two hip and one shoulder surgery a year ago. But until the regular season begins, players can just be designated as unfit to participate without any details given. That ends after the regular season starts. And that has been the case with Brent and also Evan Barrett, that uh, promising Penn State product, through Tuesday. Now, Pia Suter, the latest promising overseas free agent that was uh, brought over by Stan Bowman and those European scouts, he missed Monday, but he was on the ice Tuesday and pretty noticeable in the two scrimmages. Uh, he scored a, the very first goal of a scrimmage, battling it out with uh, big Nikita Zadorov out front. 
while he was also centering a line with uh, last year's Calder finalists, Dominic Kubelik and Andrew Shaw. Now, it's not a given that Suter remains at center, though he's played that in the past overseas. But, you know, if he can be steady and productive in that role, uh, all the more better. It'd be a boost without the captain and Kirby Doc. And it's also a boost in the wake of those two injuries that Dylan Strom came to terms late Sunday afternoon on a, a two-year, $6 million deal after he went through restricted free agency. So he was on the ice at the start Monday, as we mentioned earlier, centering to break it and came. So here you'll hear him discuss that, a greater opportunity up in the lineup in the wake of those injuries. He also kind of uh, cites the chip-on-the-shoulder mentality the Blackhawks think they can bring to prove the doubters wrong. Uh, Also the super-tight nine-day preseason. But he begins with the 11th-hour agreement on a new contract. Yeah, it's my first time going through it, so it's... uh... I guess it's it's a little bit of a stressful process, but it's uh, you know it's fun. Um, I just wanted to, to get back out here and, and not miss any days of camp, and uh, luckily we got it done before that. And um, definitely happy to be a Blackhawk and happy to stay here. And um, looking forward to what's what's ahead. I obviously don't want to have any guys go down, but with, without Kirby and, and Caves here, what what sort of opportunity is this for you? Do you see this as uh, as a chance for to step up and maybe fill some of their shoes? Yeah, I mean, those are obviously uh, two uh, two pretty key guys to lose. So I'm um, not sure how long Taser's out, but obviously we're hoping and wishing him the best and um, hopefully he figures out what's what's going on with him. And um, you never want to see your captain or, or anyone on your team go down for that matter. Um, Kirby's just an unfortunate injury. I mean, he obviously wanted to play in World Juniors, and I think it's uh, important for, for everyone to play in that. It's uh, a fun tournament. You get to, to learn so much about yourself and, and play for your country. And I know he was excited to, to wear the C, and um, it's a huge honor to, to do that. Um, I was lucky enough to do that in, in 2017, and um, it's, uh, it's a huge honor. You got a, a lot of pressure on your back, and um, but I know he was ready for it, and he was looking forward to it. And, you know, unfortunate injury, the, those things happen sometimes, and um, I know he's going to be working hard to get back. Uh, and for myself, just uh, you know, great opportunity, play with some great players and and have some fun and, and play hockey. I think a lot of people are doubting us this year, so um, be nice to, to nice to turn it around and and uh, you know, kind of quiet some people up. Bill, Alex, before you and now you uh, mentioned you know the team being kind of doubted this year. Have you guys talked about that and, and what kind of motivation uh, is the the low expectations from the outside giving you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think we really need to talk about it. I think um, it just, uh, it's something that obviously everyone reads and everyone's been saying. So you can look at, uh, you know, mock drafts or not mock drafts, but mock seasons or whatever, whatever you want to call it and the rankings or whatever. And, um, you know, it's just something that we got to, we got to embrace. And uh, a lot of people are doubting us, like, like we both said, and um, it's going to be a fun process to, to see where we're at. Um, maybe some teams will take us uh, more lighter than maybe we deserve. And, and uh, hopefully we can, uh, you know, show them where we're still a good hockey team. And, and uh, a lot of people got a lot of stuff to prove. So, um, you know, it's going to be a, an interesting year, but it's going to be fun. I think, I think, like I said, everyone's looking forward to it. I know um, a lot of guys are excited, and, and, uh, and I think we all can't wait to get started. And you only have nine days here until the, the opener, obviously a much shorter time than normal. What are you going to have to change or do differently to try to prepare in such a shorter time period? Yeah, I think it's just, uh, you know, maybe the stuff that you wouldn't get to do in uh, exhibition games, you got to try to do in practice as best you can. Um, you know, maybe power play or, or for centermen face-offs or for wingers, you know, chipping the puck out or, or things like that where, you know, you usually get the reps in, in preseason or exhibition games to, to do that. But um, in this short time, you got to find a way to do it in practice. And I think we're going to have some scrimmages, so maybe sometime do it there. But, um, 
you know, it's uh, there's there's nothing really like playing in, in a game. So you got to try to find a way to to get your uh, your energy back up and, and your conditioning and, and uh, be ready for for game one. Jay, your line is active and you can go ahead. Hey, Dylan, congrats on the new deal. As, as you get um, away from as you got away from last season, um, did you gain any additional perspective on how the, the concussion and the ankle injury may affected your play? last year especially at the end and how much is health just a big key for um for your play this year yeah it's it's unfortunate i've i've knocked on wood but i've i haven't really had too many injuries in in my lifetime in hockey and uh the ankle was was kind of my first real injury where i where i knew i i I couldn't play i i uh hurt and and tried to skate you know one or two days after and um no, probably wasn't a great idea. And it was just, uh, something that, you know, hockey players always want to battle through the, their injuries, whatever they had, but, uh, it was unfortunate. I just, I, I, I could barely stand up on my ankles. So, um, tried to take the necessary time off and looking back on it, probably should have taken uh, a little bit more time. But, um, like I said, as hockey players, you want to get back out there and, and it sucks watching games and watching your team battle and, and you're just sitting on the sidelines, uh, not being able to help at all. So it was frustrating for sure. Um, you know, like I said, it was my first kind of injury, so um, probably be a little more cautious next time. But as hockey players, like I've, like I've been saying, you, you never want to miss time and, and you're competitive. So you want to get back out there and help your teammates, uh, you know, on the ice each and every night. So um was a uh, unfortunate injury. It was pretty gross. I, I, I can't even watch it myself. And I, I cringe every time, you know, a guy falls like that or has an awkward, you know, knee or ankle or whatever it may be where they, their leg kind of snaps back. It's, it's not pretty to watch. And I don't think anyone, uh, anyone likes seeing that for any player, any sport. So you see a lot in football where guys are kind of falling on the knees or the ankles. And, um, you know, I know what they're going through. It's, it's tough. It's not fun. Um, you know, lucky I didn't break anything, just a high ankle sprain. So um, feels good now. Um, and uh, looking forward to, to hopefully a healthy and, and, and a great year. With what the team has uh, absorbed the last week or so with injuries, you've already done all your preparation for this year. How important is it for that to have, it not seep into your mind whether they need you more because of, of Jonathan and, and Kirby out here for a bit. Yeah, I think he, you just got to you play your own game. Um, you know, I feel like I'm a confident player with the puck and I know I can work on my defensive uh, defensive game a little bit and um, hopefully continue to get better. Um, I feel like when I'm on the ice, we create a lot of chances and uh, hopefully this year we can give up a, a few less, a few less chances. Um and then just continue to work on that. I feel like I'm a, like I said, I'm a confident player when I get the puck and, and try to make plays and, um, you know, smart with it and, and uh, you know, use my energy wisely. So um, just got to continue to do that. You know, um, there's obviously a lot of opportunity this year with, with those two guys going down and, and not sure how long Taylor's going to be out for, but um, you know, I'm just going to be myself, you know, play hockey, have fun. You know, I love to be here. I love being around the rink. I love being around the guys. So um, I'm happy to be back and, uh, you know, look forward to the start of the season. A bit of a uh, step back last season for Dylan production-wise, due in part to injury and also an assignment on the wing for a while to see what he might be able to do there. But, uh, you know, here's another young player. He turns just 24 in two months, who you hope this season cements his role as one of the team's future building blocks. An opportunity that's wide open. Those are are, um, words and phrases we've been hearing a lot so far. Yeah, almost theme-like uh, in the wake of the injury circumstances. And that's the way this team must look at it as they open against the defending champs in a week. 
And that's no different when you listen to Jeremy Carlton. You'll hear him now speak of roster and playing time decisions in this back and forth with the media uh, earlier in the week, as well as the short prep time and makeup of the schedule, while he actually kind of likes and favors the setup this year. You'll also hear him explain why and also discuss the return of Andrew Shaw, who uh, went through some of the same long layoff that Jeremy did as a player towards the end of his career, that following Shaw's latest concussion over 13 months ago. But Andrew's been there so far in camp. But we start with the head coach admitting that, you know, after the triple dose of bad news on the health front to end 2020, calendar year 2020, uh, he is keeping a close eye, close tabs on, on this group's psyche as they get back at it, feeding into the cause of proving something that very few might expect. Yeah, it was um, something we wanted to monitor. Uh, no question, but uh, got to be excited about the opportunity we have to um, prove that we're more than people say. And uh, that little chip on your shoulder is uh, something we can use. Is that, is that, I mean, as a coach, are you a guy who's going to use that as fuel? Are you going to be pasting uh, printouts of stories on the, uh, the bulletin board, things like that? Are you that kind of coach? <laughs> it's, it's, of course, like you, you can't help. Um, these guys are only human. And so are we, you, you're aware of the, how we're perceived, um, whether that's through media or, or fans or across the league. And, uh, we got something to prove and, and, uh, it's a challenge for us as you know, the coaching staff, but also the players we have to, uh, we gotta, we gotta be relentless in our, uh, how we're going to work to get better. Um, just the mentality that that's what we're focusing on is, uh, you know, relentless, determined, unselfish, play for the team play any anything for the team and if we have that that'll be a great foundation for us to to as i said be more than people say we are jeremy it's it seemed like back in july when you guys went to to fifth third uh you hit the the ramp up to the bubble and stride the high pace practices and that kind of carried over into your matchup uh against the Oilers. Is, is there anything you can take from that experience and apply to these nine days in hopes of, of starting the 56-game sprint in a, in good fashion? Yeah, we, we liked our camp in, the, in June, July. Um, so we, we tried to um, debrief on that and, and uh, take what, what we liked and, and do it again. But it's also... There's a bunch of things we're, we're trying to improve on and add uh, to to what we do in, in the next, uh, you know, let's say days, basically, we have of, of work days. Uh, so it's a shorter camp. So we, we've got to speed up the process of, of getting all the material to the players and getting them into game condition as well. But uh, it it definitely gave us some confidence as we prepared for, for this camp, uh, you know, having gone through it, you know, with the COVID restrictions and, and just uh, we've done it once before. A lot of opportunities are on the table now with, the, with these recent injuries. How do you balance giving guys larger roles, but also not throwing everyone into the fire at once? Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, we, we're not going to uh, play, you know, 22 rookies. We're not going to play 22 guys under 25. It's going to be a mix and part of that uh, mix, we're trying to give our young players an opportunity to succeed by surrounding themselves, surrounding them with uh, guys of quality. So we, we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to need some help from our vet 
veteran guys, um, you know, but if guys are ready, then then they're going to get in and they're going to get a chance, and we'll, we'll we'll know when we see it. We'll we'll let it play out, and that's part of what we're doing here in training camp is, is trying to get a look at certain players and seeing where they are right now. Um, having said that, if if they don't look like they're ready for it this second, that doesn't mean they can't be ready in a few weeks or a few months. So um, you know, they're all <clears throat> these young guys we're talking about. You know, they're all at different spots in their progression. It's up to us to manage that and, and do everything we can to, to help them um, get better. And branching off that, how big of an opportunity is this for Dylan Strom to, to really seize control of that first line center role? Yeah, it was uh, certainly unfortunate to, to lose uh, Kirby and, and Taser, but uh, you know, it does. It wasn't set in stone that we would play Stromer on the wing, but um, in in certain you know the condition the situation we're in um obviously it's more than likely he will play center and we got some pretty good wingers to play with so uh it is an opportunity but you know it looking back at last year I, you know the numbers of production uh probably wasn't what he would like it to be but i, I think he's a better player now than he was uh, his first year with us and uh it's an opportunity for him to show everyone that uh, the first time that we've seen Andrew Shaw on the ice in, in over a year, what, what did you take from his day? And what sort of conversations have you maybe had with him? I mean, obviously you can relate to maybe what he's gone through. Yeah, we've had a lot of talks through this uh, process. And, uh, you know, it's he wants to play. And uh, I understand that all too well myself. And, uh, you know, taking the time off that he has, he, he seems to be, uh, very confident in his health and uh, he's put a lot of work in off the ice and on the ice to prepare himself as best as he can to to be a big part of our team and uh, that just that makes me happy I mean I'm, I'm happy for him I'm proud of him uh, it's it's definitely been a, a tough um, you know stretch of months for him but uh, he brings so much energy to our team uh, so much life and he plays hard like he just that's what it's in his dna and uh, that's a great great influence on everyone who who walks in this building so uh, happy to have him and uh, you know obviously we all know there's there's risk but he he's checked all the boxes here and um, he deserves the chance to to try and play you know, after practice, I saw you with Ian Mitchell and you know, Duncan Keith was Michael working with Michael Pertil. And how much of that of just the, I guess, being able to work with the young guys and maybe the one-on-one aspect will be important to, uh, you know, I guess the, the the rebuild factor of the season or just you know the development of those young guys. Yeah, we're uh, we're trying to build a, a development mentality here, where every day uh, everyone who walks in the door they they come in with an intention to get better. And uh, that's how we're going to become the team we, we want to be. And uh, that's, that's, a, that's a cultural thing that uh, we, we have to drive every day as a coaching staff, but it's also the leaders of our team and uh, pushing the young players that uh, when you walk in the door, it's not just uh, playing in the NHL and this is amazing. It's, uh, there's work to do. And, and if you want to earn your spot and keep your spot, you know, the work has got to be done. So, uh, that's that's exciting. With the losses that you've taken personnel-wise here over the last week or 10 days, uh, that can't result in any change of approach or style 
or structure that you want to see from this team, even though, you know, uh, those guys provided such, such great offensive upside. Yeah, we're, uh, we know how we want to play and we know what the standard is going to be. And, uh, it's just it's an opportunity for for other players to to show they can deliver. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna drive the standard, and and uh, I think the players are excited uh, for the opportunity that's there for them. And we know there's a lot of work to be done, but uh, that's exciting. Does your job as coach change at all with not having Jonathan Taze around? Does that does that affect what you do at all? Well, Johnny, he's uh, very gracious with his time with the younger players and he uh he wants to help them and uh, he's he's given a lot of feedback and so you know of course we're going to miss that uh part that he brings but as far as my approach not really i mean i'm gonna um you know pro- i'm trying to get the team better trying to prepare the team to to play help us win uh, get across the message of of how we need to play and the little things that we need to do to make us competitive and um so that I don't, I wouldn't think that part changes. By the way, Jeremy seems to have taken a certain joy of putting Zadorov up against uh, 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 Patrick Kane early in practices during two on two drills. It's kind of fun to watch, and Zadorov actually does a pretty good job of keeping up, you know, with a, a former Hart and, and Smythe winner, despite uh, that six six two hundred thirty pound thirty five pound frame of his. Um, and uh, Carlton admitted that he's excited to try and, and mold this player into his full potential. Now, had he reached it previously in Colorado, he probably would have been available. But uh, there is still upside for what a, a guy who is still a very young player on a one-year deal, hoping to make the most of this, uh, this and, and maybe make him a, a cornerstone of the uh, blue line here moving forward. As far, as far as the goalies go, still early. But uh, all signs indicate that this will be a battle between Malcolm Subban and Colin Delia. Certainly not a big enough body of work to determine that competition yet. So uh, we hope you enjoyed hearing from the three individuals we brought you in their words with the media on this Blackhawks Crazy podcast, Kane, Strom, Colleton. You will hear from us again before the puck drops in Tampa, so keep an eye out on Twitter for me. I'm at Bowden Tweets. From Joe, he is at Joe underscore brand one. That's the number one, at Joe underscore brand one. Also via WGN Sports and WGNRadio.com. But the easiest way, of course, to find us and know when a podcast is dropped is to subscribe. So you'll have the uh, freshest editions right there waiting for you as they become available. So thanks to Ernie Scatton for the introductory tones. Uh, to our producer, Curtis Koch, and as always, to you for giving us a listen. Have a safe, a great, a healthy rest of your week, and we'll be back early next week before the season drops versus the Bolts. How about that? He's won it. The Hawks win the Stanley Cup. Thanks for listening to the Blackhawks Crazy Podcast. Tell a friend, subscribe, and join the conversation. And follow the guys on Twitter, at Bowden Tweets, and at Joe underscore brand one. That was great.